the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The Answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. My throat, I think my throat, my voice is holding out okay. In fact, I'm kind of liking it here for hour two of the Andrea K. Show. It's kind of reminding me of a little bit of, uh, was it Kathleen Turner back in the day? Back in the 80s and 90s and had that great, <coughs> maybe not. <laughs> she had that great raspy voice. Hey, glad to be back with you guys. I couldn't stay away another day. Love getting emails from you guys saying you're glad to hear that I'm back and on air. Um, it was a much needed time off. Uh, didn't expect to come down uh, and get sick on uh, the way out of vacation or the way uh, as soon as I was done with the vacation. But anyway, um, super um, grateful uh, for the support of the show. Super grateful for everybody who filled in for me last week. And that includes the none other than Gary Quackenbush, GQ Law himself, who actually filled in for an entire show for me last week, which is amazing content for you guys. And I certainly uh, hope he enjoyed Enjoyed it because it was quite the favor that you did for me. GQ Gary Quackenbush joins us now. Hello, my friend. Hello, Andrea Kay. I was thrilled. I was yeah. When you asked me to do it, I couldn't believe it. I went, no way. Andrea wants me to be on her show that long. It was amazing. Yeah, and way Noah set me up, man. He uh-huh. he was amazing. We had some great guests. It was a lot of fun. I did my darndest to represent you. Couldn't get into your, my red number two dress, but. <laughs> it's not as well you know you. goals goals you know you can keep working at it right something you can document in your journal uh That's every right. night that would no, require seriously. some skeletal remodeling though i think so. <laughs> I know, no well, you're a foot, you're a foot taller than you yes at least yeah. um I yeah am. and you're committed to the pronoun that that god gave you and for that we we appreciate Absolutely. that as well him so, he yeah, so, and macho <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Andrew, we did miss you. It was it was it well, was a lot of fun you. to do the show, and I appreciate you trusting me to do it. And I'm glad you got well, some time out of town, and I'm glad that you got sick on your way back from vacation rather than on your way to vacation. Oh, I know because you know yeah. I've heard of I've never been sick on my vacation. I've never gotten mm-hmm. injured on a vacation. I feel like wow. you know uh, so you know what if I got to get sick at any point, let it be on my way back right from vacation. Yeah. So yeah, right. I've never had a vacation ruined with an illness, and so uh, that that track oh, record remains. Um, so uh, it's time for you know uh, n- now you're you're reduced to your typical segment instead. 
instead of the full two hours um, for your <laughs> weekly news you can use. And uh, But usually you give us a laugh. I don't know if you've yeah, got any, gotta, any wacky kind of news na- for this, tonight. This is kind of nasty. Ooh. Nasty. Okay, in, keep in, it G now. Keep it G. No, no, We're a G-rated show. It's G nasty for sure. So, I mean, okay. it's – yeah, that kind of thing. No, I mean, you know me. I'm not – I'm so conservative. It's great. Okay. So, um, cause I gotta, you know, my grandkids are probably listening. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. so this is an interesting law. <clears throat> you look up these really weird laws. Some of them are super old and oh yeah, that doesn't apply anymore. But then you find these ones where I really, I would just love to know like who came up with this and who, who was so offended that they had to make a law instead of just like, okay. So it is, it says as follows. This is the California health and safety code. No person shall supply or furnish to his or her employees for wiping rags any soiled wearing apparel or underclothing. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need common sense. We need a law. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I couldn't actually believe I was this real. I looked at it. Yeah, it really is real. What? So I have to assume that at some point, some employer tried to hand out dirty undies to a worker that had to have happened. Or it's like some guy sitting at the table right before the right before the couple sits down at the table. The busboy runs out with his tray and this pair of dirty panties and wipes the table down. I know. I. I, anyway, it, it's actually documented. Um, it even a, says where where you can't oh use it. Oh my god! I, it, Factories, that had to shops, have, steamships, boats, appliances. Uh, oh my gosh! Anyway, is that the only scenario funny. that is banned in terms of you can you can hand out dirty undies for other things, just not to wipe down tables? It's for yeah. It's for you can't use it for cleaning the surfaces of, and then it gives this long list: machinery, machines, tools, locomotives, engines, motor cars, automobiles. Cars, carriages, windows, furniture, surface, you know, and at least it doesn't say like, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, counters at restaurants or something. But I, some of these laws are just so funny. And oh I just think I mean, we see so much waste right now. I mean, it's like we have a lot of things we need to do to kind of pull things off and make our country a great place to live. And there's some, you know, things that are really a big deal. But then to have to have a law like because to make a law. Andrea Kay, it is not easy because no. you have to propose the statute. It has to be written in a certain way. It has to go through all these committees. And then there has to be like um, this this vote to say, okay, let's put it on the ballot. And then it's got to be voted on. It's like we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars to put a, a law into place. I'm going like, really? Don't use dirty underwear to clean things? It's well, like, you know what? In their defense, I have to. I worked in in restaurants and bars. Okay, that oh, was how no, I helped. Dirty underwear. Well, <laughs> I have seen some crazy stuff go down. I put myself through school as a cocktail waitress, and uh, who remembers Bombay Bicycle Club? Did you? Did you ever? We uh, yeah. I worked at a Bombay Bicycle mm-hmm. Club and a Studebaker's. And but would you I, have you know, to have a law that said don't use your dirty underclothes to wipe down a counter? You did, it doesn't take no. a law. It takes your employer saying do that again and you're out of here. Well, right. Yeah, this, well, you got to think. Well, right. Well, I mean, somebody somebody must have done that at some point. So you know, um, I I don't know, but that's yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's that's crazy. 
Um, yeah, you didn't know. I it, 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 I actually really, I think that's one of the best jobs a young person can have because oh, it yeah. teaches you hard work. You're on your feet for, you know, long periods of time. You're having mm-hmm. to, re- you have to learn to communicate with people, yes. um, deal with upset customers, keep your cool. Some of the best lessons I ever had in life uh, involved working as a waitress. I just, I, I can't recommend it enough. So good, yeah, good, it, good. I agree. I mean, any any retail restaurants in particular, it's a lot of hard mm-hmm. work. You know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. and, and you you get people that you like, you know, that like you, and people that don't like you. And yeah, it changed my son's life. We he was struggling, and he ended up working at a restaurant. And it was like they appreciated him, how hard he worked, and going, "Wow, I am I am worthy of praise and mm-hmm. respect." And it was really really good. My wife was a waitress, oh, eight years at. Bob's Big Boy, which, or no, it was JB's Big Boy up in Utah, but it was funny to see her mm-hmm. waitress when I married her. She she waitressed until she was eight and a half months pregnant. She could carry a pizza without her hands. Oh my funny. gosh, that's awesome. So yeah, oh, I love no. that you have you have restaurant workers in your family because it did build my self-esteem. It's such yep. a good confidence builder. And I think that, you know, uh, and it used to be something that a lot of high school kids did for like mm-hmm. an after school job. And, and, yeah. and I don't know how many high school kids and college kids even do that anymore. To me, it's just a great, it's just a great, uh, we've kind of gotten away from uh, the idea of, of kids in high school and uh, mm-hmm. getting jobs and stuff so um anyway all right we're well, talking to Gary thing, Cl- it helps you appreciate yeah. waitresses doesn't it and waiters oh yeah it helps and you appreciate tell you the so, wait staff it, it helps me appreciate the wait staff but it also ha- it means that i'm judicial with my tipping i don't mm-hmm. just automatically I, I also expect good service because yes. there was never a time in which i ever felt like there was an excuse to give there's never an excuse to give bad service if you make a mistake you own it you make up for it in some way it's so i'm i'm also critical when it because i know i know that it's not necessary you, it's never excusable to give bad service so okay. um yes absolutely we're talking to gary quackenbush of gq law that you can hear every day at two o'clock do you have any more wacky laws or do, is it time for us to get serious and get into no some we've got to get news? serious andrea okay. you've got business to conduct here so, we got yeah, business um, who remembers business. who remembers billy clyde tuggle Remember the character Billy Clyde Tuggle from, you probably never watched soap operas. When I was a little girl, there was this character on All My Children. His name was Billy Clyde Tuggle. And he, and his big thing, he he won an Emmy Award because he created this whole character and he talked about business. We got to, we got to handle some business. And that's what we got to do, Gary Quackenbush. If you, if anybody out there knows who Billy Clyde Tuggle is, email me at Andrea K. Show. Let me know if you know who Billy Clyde Tuggle is. All right. Carry on, Gary Quackenbush. I could look him up on the internet. I could ask Alexa. He is married to a, a, an actress named Christine Bu, Bukowski, who was actually the reporter in Chicago. Uh, she was in The Good Wife. Um, Andrew yeah. K., you know everything. I am so you know, let me tell you. The, let me tell you the entertainment category on Trivia Pursuit. You don't want to go uh, against me on that because I'm wow, good with no the kidding. entertainment trivia. Uh huh. Did you find him, Billy okay, Billy Clyde yeah. Togel? All my children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all my children. <laughs> oh my god! That's what my grandma called the, it. All my children. All my children. It's a. This mm. is the Andrea K. Nighttime entertainment show. You should do late <laughs> night. Yeah, you should do Andrea K. Late night. Late night. You're all being right. cheated. All right. So what I, I did so want to bring up, okay, was just one of these things. Then I know it's kind of like, oh, let's get serious. But um, 
a topic that comes up a lot with estate planning and wealth transfer and trying to make sure things are taken care of. I talked to several people today and said, you know, estate planning, it isn't just like when you die, this this is how you get your stuff to your kids. There's a big part between now and when you die there's a there's a 70 percent chance of becoming incompetent like totally incapacitated where you can't manage your money but you need it for long-term care or for health care or housing or whatever and so that part of the whole estate plan thing is to have your money available to you and managed by somebody you can trust to take care of you so the big question a lot of people say, well, sh- who should I choose? Should I put in my kids? You know, Should I use my brother? Should I use a professional? And one of the things that I notice that I talk um, to people about, and they say, I want to use my kids. I said, what order are you going to put them in? Oh, I'm going to do age order. I said, you don't probably don't want a stingy kid being your successor trustee because then they might think, wait a minute, if I put mom in a really nice place to take care of her, if I get really good health care, I'm draining my potential inheritance. And so I'm going to go get some discounts. And and it makes people think and they go, wait a minute, you know what? He is kind of a stinge. I said, well, mm-hmm. you don't want it. You want him to be careful and guard expenses and all that, but you don't want him to think be thinking in terms of, well, mom won't really know. She's incapacitated. You want them to think in terms of this is mom's money, this is dad's money, and I'm going to do them right. I'm going to make them comfortable and have a really good rest of their life. And if there's nothing left, I'm good with that. That's the successor trustee you want. Right. That's, but that's a good point. Because, well, yeah, I think you're right because it's counterintuitive. You would think that the best person to put in that position is the one who's kind of the miser of the mm-hmm. family, the the one who's who's tight, you know, but it, but it, it actually doesn't work in the favor of the parents a lot of okay. times. Uh, it, yep, I would true. imagine it really would ever be in the best interest. Um, so that, but yep. it, and it's tough. I mean, why not have? Maybe it shouldn't be a family member at all. True, and sometimes that's the case that people struggle and they say, oh, "I don't know who to put." You can use professionals. You can use an institution. Like there's financial institutions that will do it. I don't. You know, that's not my first choice. But there are private professional fiduciaries that that's what they do for a living. And then what, so when we're putting together the estate plan, that's part of the conversation we're having is who's going to take care of your stuff and are we going to use a family member or are we going to use a professional fiduciary? Because there's private private professional fiduciaries who are licensed and bonded and, and you know, educated and, and all that stuff. And they are they, – they're the same price as having your own family member do it because family members get paid to be trustees also. So you're going to have a family member do it and get paid a certain amount of money or you're going to have a professional that all they will do is whatever the standard is, it's set by that trust. They're going to hold up the fiduciary duty and you know take care of you and make sure everything's good. So sometimes well, I've got a question. if you can't choose, just get a professional. If you can have a living will that says, here's what I want to happen if I get hospitalized, I don't want life support, this and this and this. Can you also have a plan in your estate that says, if I'm incapacitated, um, here's the plan. Here's where I want to go to the nursing home. Here's, you know, can, can, can you lay out those kind of details or is it that if you're incapacitated, yeah. somebody takes over and they get to decide all that? No, you could – if you don't decide, then your healthcare power of attorney and your successor trustee will decide for you. But yes, those are all things you can decide ahead of time. Yeah, you can decide ahead of time. This is what I want. You know, I want to. I want to be in my home. Most people say I want to be in my home. You know, until I die. But I, I think better is I want to be in my home for as long as it's safe to be in my home. And then if I can't be, then I want to be in a facility. You know, that's rated this level. Or you know, or you know, here's my three choices. 
you know, whatever they are, because there's a lot of facilities around and some of them are really super nice and some of them aren't. But yeah, right. you can put that kind of detail and then that kind of mandates what your successor <clears throat> trustee is going to, um, you know, where, where you're going to be living and how you're going to be taken care of. Yeah, you can put mandates like that. Sure, it's your money. I would. You I'd be, be putting Cassid. Right. No, this is no sponsor here. I'd be putting Cassid Manana, that place that's on the cliffs in La Jolla, I'd be putting that in my directive. Oh man, that'd be that's a beautiful place. <laughs> a little pricey, but the thing is, you know, a, a lot of people when they get to that age, a lot of people have a lot of money. I mean, I see people, you know, they're really concerned about making sure that their kids each get a million dollars. I go, dude, why why are you worried about that? You ha- did anybody give you any money? No. Well, then let them struggle. You don't have to, you know, sacrifice your, all of your comfort to give it all to your kids. You know, they're, they're just let them be responsible. Don't worry about them. Agreed. That's my and he, I agree. I absolutely agree with that. You know, Warren Buffett, he didn't hand out dough to his to to his his family and his grandkids. In fact, he had one of them that was that was on uh, food stamps, and I don't, I'm not sure I agree with that um, necessarily. But I do think that um, I, I do think it's important for for you know kids to to make their own way and be independent. Is there anything that you've heard rumblings about coming up in terms of any new laws affecting? I, know, I think we've talked about it once before in terms of uh, death tax changes. Well, yeah, I mean, the death tax is always – it's something that we're not talking about it right now. Um, I know – well, because what happens is the death tax, the problem we have is that there's a sunset on the law. Because like right now, there you, right now the death tax, it doesn't kick in it, it, until – um, twelve million, twelve twelve million nine hundred twenty thousand dollars. So it's I mean it's really really high. Most people don't get to that point. But what's going to happen in twenty twenty six, which is actually around the corner, um, mm-hmm. it's going to go back to where it was pre um, Trump era. So it's going to be back to like five to six million dollars. Which Ooh. I know that's like oh it's still a lot of money. But for a lot of people that's going to be kind of a shocker. So we're trying to build that into people's estate plans. Yeah, not that you know it. It I think to other parts of the country that may sound huge, and it kind of is. But if you're in Southern California and you have amassed a few properties mm-hmm. and a business, you're easily there. What if you have a farm? Oh well, that's that. Then you can easily be at the twelve million. Oh, but you're when easily, we're talking about, that, that's yeah. why the laws are, but there aren't any exceptions to that yet. And see, that's the thing, small business, farms, all that type of thing where the value is in the land or the value is in the building and all that. And then mm-hmm. you inherit it from your you know, your father or your grandfather, and now you've got to sell the farm to pay the taxes. Now what? Now we have half of the farm because half mm-hmm. of it went to the government. You know, it's, So when you start changing it now from you know 13 million and go back to six, a lot of people are going to get hammered, and a lot of most people that have that kind of money usually they're income-producing properties. Who's going to ultimately pay? You, you know, you have a government official saying, "We're going to stick it to the rich guys." Well, if the rich guys own the property that you're renting, and the rich guys own the company that you work for, and you stick it to them, meaning you're going to charge them more taxes, where's it going to go? It's going to end up coming out in your rent. I mean, it's like. People yeah. just have this weird thing like, well, I'm just this poor, you know, lonely person that, that has to rent all the time because I have no money. So stick it to the rich guy that owns my property. Well, he's not going to – I mean he or she is going to pass it along. It's going to come out as additional rent. So then the government says, well, forget that. We're going to control rents. You can't raise the rents yeah. on these people. We're going to stick it to you and raise rents you know, and have all these rent controls. But it, it – 
the economic, you know, it's a free economy and the economy adjusts for that type of thing. And so people have to be careful when they're voting. Yeah. If they're voting with their pocketbook and saying, this guy's promising me more money, it just goes yeah. back to the stupid stuff that was in high school. I mean, the, the guys that got voted in was the one that said, I'm going to put a vending machine in every corridor and everybody <laughs> rushed out and voted for the idiot. And he, yeah, he, every Friday, we, that. every Friday, we're going to have bands in the cafeteria. You right. know, yeah. And people yeah. believe it. They go, well, you know, at least he's willing to risk saying that. And it's like, well, why'd you vote for him? It's like, it's yeah. not, it doesn't yeah. work. So You've it's a lie. You've got to vote with your brain, not with yeah. your emotions and not and not allow yourself to be manipulated with, with nonsense. But we don't teach money to our kids in school. Um, we don't teach no, the basics of the economy and how it works and how business operates. And culturally, we've allowed business owners to be demonized. Um I, you know, when I was growing up and coming up, daughter of two Marines, we admired business owners and professionals. And it was like, how did they, particularly the ones that were self-made, that didn't come yeah. out of wealthy homes, you know, people that came out of low and mid, you know, income families that were blue collar that got their degrees and worked hard. And, you know, that, you know, we had, I, I grew up admiring that. If I saw a beautiful home, I didn't feel jealous or envious. I, I, I felt inspired by it. And that's it. Yeah. And so, but, but by demonizing, they're able to get people to feel so envious and so mad at somebody else for having more than instead of them feeling inspired to work hard, um, they're just inspired yeah. to have a government take take from somebody else to give to them. And that's a failed economic system. So, all right, got to go. Gary Quackenbush, tell everybody Absolutely. how they can get a hold of you. 855-500-TRUST or GQLaw.com. All right. Thank you for being here, my dear. Thank you, AK. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, stay tuned. We got more Andrea K. Show coming up. What happened with James O'Keefe and Project Veritas? Are they done forever? Stay tuned. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. AK, dynamite and address. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Who remembers the iconic image of James O'Keefe on a sidewalk? The image of James O'Keefe in a long coat, polyester pants, platform shoes polyester shirt but unbuttoned down with a print on it unbuttoned down to his chest and a fedora with a feather coming out of it next to him with lila rose and i think she had a feather boa on and a short skirt and that was the beginning at least the beginning of me seeing project veritas as James O'Keefe and Lila Rose went into a Planned Parenthood as a pimp with a hooker under a, I believe the uh, Lila Rose was was pretending to be underage at that point, in which she was clearly um, a victim of a crime and plan, and they were in there to discuss uh, getting her an abortion. And Planned Parenthood went along with it. You fast forward to now, and all along the way in the past few years, all the exposés that Project Veritas has done. Can you separate James O'Keefe from that? Who actually out there has known that there was even any part of an organization besides that it, uh, uh, that that the integral part of Project Veritas really extended beyond James O'Keefe? It was him doing these groundbreaking 
videos. And there were other people involved. I actually have had friends of mine, one of which remains to be still to this day. Nobody knows that he actually still works at Project Veritas and does undercover videos. Well, he has been pushed out, forced out by the board of directors. Here's part of what he had to say today or yesterday. Later that same day, that's Feb- Thursday, February 2nd, a few days after the 50 million viewed Pfizer videos, I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company. Receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing, the, the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. It became clear to me in that moment I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. So, our mission continues on. Well, his mission continues on, hopefully somewhere in a better organization. I have stopped following Project Veritas. I can't confirm that Pfizer is behind these board of directors that shoved him out. But clearly, um, this was a coup of a man who was absolutely instrumental. And that was, when you think of all the videos that Project Veritas has exposed, is there any bigger one than the fact that Pfizer no, was, that was admitted, a bombshell. admitted on camera that they were gain of function cooking a virus so that they could put more shots in people's arms? It was on the heels of that video that he got shoved out. I don't know who's on the board of directors. I don't know where the money's coming from. There's so much more to the story. He gave a very long speech to the staff that he videotaped, and you can hear more about things that happened, like the fact that they forced him out for two weeks, and then while he was gone, they're messaging him and saying, how come you haven't responded to any of these calls? You're not, you're not being responsive. I mean, it was just the way he was has been maligned and mistreated and shoved out. This is a coup attempt. I do not support Project Veritas. I hope James O'Keefe, who was really the heart and the soul and the uh, behind the effort and the extraordinary work they did, hopefully he's off to much better pastures, and I am done uh, with Project Veritas. Yeah, the question's been asked all day, Andrea, from from various hosts. Is it is it the the same company? Are they doing the same thing without him? And the answer is no. Mm-mm. Of course not. Of course not. It's about. <clears throat> It's going to be about, it's going to be like the weekly standard. Who remembers the weekly standard? The Rhino establishment that ended up closing its doors with Bill Crystal and Fred Barnes because it was, it was establishment Rhino pretending to do, you know, uh, work of conservative messaging. You know, it's going to be, it's not, it's no longer going to be that kind of blockbuster. They may do some blockbuster videos, but not on some of the most important, if not the most important humanitarian crisis in our lifetime. The narrative will change. And that's, and that's, well, yeah, it's certainly around COVID. I have to think that it was that video that pushed the board to push him out because can't have the American people knowing what's really going on. Oh, it was jaw dropping. Yeah. Can't have the American people know the truth about what's going on and how they're just cooking up crap to put, you know, and making these viruses as as deadly as they can make them in order to justify more shots in our arms so that they can continue to break the bank. All right. Speaking of breaks, we're going to take another tiny little one, but don't you go anywhere. we got more of the Andrea K. Show coming up. 888-344-1170. What are you guys' thoughts on the new Trump... Um, DeSantis, I don't want to call it a feud, but Trump's going in hard for DeSantis. We've got a clip to play for you guys, and we want to get your reaction. 888-344-1170.
Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. During the break, I was looking up at this video of the governor of Ohio and some other people standing around in a kitchen pretending that they're drinking some tap water, cheersing each other. Like, would you drink any tap water right now in East Palestine, Ohio? I wouldn't. I cannot imagine being pregnant, living there, being a parent with young kids. Wow. No, it's, um, it's just no different than, Andrea, when you would see some of these political figureheads. Hey, look, I got the jab. Now, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a young guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read up on him. Um, 2024 is starting to heat up. A 37-year-old guy. You sent me the article. Ramaswamy, I think, is his name. Not that familiar. I've heard of him. Heard that he was... Uh, up-and-coming conservative. There's some peeps of mine out of Louisiana. I think Scott McKay from the Hayride is digging him. Um, I say not so fast. I got to dig into him. I got to look into him and who he is before I jump on board. You got to get a I'm, lot you, more than surface level. Yeah, you know, I'm, discrimin- I'm discriminating when it comes to that. And, and, and it's important to be discriminating and, or discrimination has become, you know, a, 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 a bad word. It's actually good to be discriminating, right? Um so I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, I don't, I just don't jump on any bandwagon. I got to look into this guy. So we're going to look into him for tomorrow's show. You sent me an article on the him. I got to do some research on that. We know already that for 2024 for Republicans, it's Trump versus DeSantis. And Trump is continuing to go after DeSantis. Not and, a smart move in my, my eyes, Andrea. Well, let's play the clip and then see it. And because I haven't, I don't think I heard this today, but, and then let's rap about it. You know, Ron DeSanctimoni has had a crowd in Staten Island today. 139 people in Staten Island. We got a lot of people. We have 139 times about 30. We got a lot of people here. But I always say, hit your enemy a little bit early. Some people say don't, but I say do. But, you know, I'll tell you what. We have a lot of great people, a lot of great Republicans some are running, some aren't running, some just want a little publicity. But I think we're going to do it. We had polls today come out. We're beating every We're number one on the Republican scale by a lot, winning by 34 points. Um, if he's that far ahead in the polls, he doesn't need to be attacking the most beloved, most successful Republican governor in America's history. Called him flat out an enemy. Called him an enemy, used another degrading term. This is not to, he. Uh, uh, I I can't predict twenty twenty four. It's too soon for me. Um, do I think he's ahead in the polls? Yeah, I still think you know he is the titular head of MAGA. But this is not smart. This is not smart politics. He's not going to. He might w- win the nomination, but that's not necessary. Try, trying to do a repeat. There's some things about twenty sixteen that he does need to to, to replicate. Be the outsider. Um, have Put his finger on the pulse of the American people and the issues that we face. I've yet to see that. Clearly. Um, and he's apparently, after- Andrea, and you and I have, have seen this, he's just, he's going after the wrong people and he's getting too close to other people. Well, I, I think, I think that this, this name calling thing, he needs to get off of that. I don't think, I don't think 
that's going to play as well for him here as it did in 2016. And for one reason is because Ron DeSantis is so much more beloved than Lion Ted Cruz, so much more beloved than little Marco. Right. Uh, And what was the other one about Rand Paul? There were none of those that had the chance that Ron DeSantis has of getting the nomination. So that so it was it didn't matter as much. It was also new. It was fresh. It was also a situation. What was different at that time, too, was that when Trump called Ted Cruz Lion Ted, when he talked about little Marco, he didn't do that until he had been on the receiving end of attacks. Ron DeSantis has not attacked him at all. The only thing Ron DeSantis did was through a variety of different actions, make it appear as though he was running exploratory committees or whatever, having meetings with some Republicans. He has never attacked Trump like Ted Cruz did, like Marco Rubio did, like Rand Paul did. So going on the attack of uh, our, the best Republican governor we've ever had, calling him Ron DeSanctimonious, and then, and, and then calling him an enemy, it's just not good strategy. And, you know, I wish that he had some people around him that would speak up more about it because um, we need not just somebody who can win the nomination in 2024. We need somebody who can win the general election. And I don't think this is the blueprint for doing it. 888-344-1170, if you guys agree. There's a, he, he mentions in, in the clip some other people running, some people for attention. That could be um, what – that could be what um, he's – the 37-year-old uh, Rakaswamy, I think his name is. That could be who he's referring to because it, can an unknown 37-year-old really win the nomination? Probably not. I think it is a good way to get, get a name out there. But you never know, right? Um, I think in the case of Nikki Haley, I think she's serious about it. Um, there's been, I guess there was a huge controversy while I was on vacation that I guess Don Lemon, people are all outraged that Don Lemon wasn't fired for saying that Nikki Haley was past her prime. Um, as a woman, I would say that um, I think we have bigger fish to fry than trying to get Don Lemon fired for saying she was past her prime. Am I, am I, uh, am I not get what am I not getting here, Skins? Why is that like so controversial? Why are people, is there not far worse things that have have been said about conservative women than whether or not she's past her prime? Far worse. Is it misogynistic? Yeah, who cares? We, we shouldn't, you know, um, I, I just, I can't, I, I like Megyn Kelly's new show on, on YouTube, but the whole thing that, you know, that would, would, you know, um, saying that this relates to me too and that this is she used the terminology like what has to happen i guess it doesn't count if they don't grab our breast this is not the verbal equivalent of somebody grabbing your breast it's just not i don't care nikki haley should not care whether or not he thinks she's past her prime you know you know and what does that even mean that's typically what a guy says about a woman who's you know past an age in which he would want to date her who cares to me, it was a stupid, frivolous comment. I just don't think we, I, I, I could be wrong. As a woman, I, you know, to me, when Samantha B called, um, when Samantha B called Ivanka Trump the C word, that was something to be fired over. Right? Um, you know, I, I think if we're going to, we're going to get up in arms over things that are said in the media, it needs to be about the sudden adult, adult death syndrome. 
right? There was a 12-year-old boy who died, uh, uh, you know, suddenly on a football field. A UNLV player died at 20 on a football field. Um, who was the actress today? There was an actress's who, uh, actress whose little brother, 28-year-old um, Hayden Panettiere. Who knows who the actress Hayden Panettiere is? I think she. I've was heard of her name, but gosh, I know I've seen some stuff with her in it. Oh, uh, yeah, she was on a TV show that had to do with country singers. I didn't watch the show. Um, her twenty-eight-year-old brother was found dead sitting in a chair. No explanations. Twenty-eight years old. Got any ideas, Skins? I'm actually looking looking her up right now on online. Hmm. Yeah, she's she's was in a couple of successful. Oh, shows. message in a bottle. Yeah, I've I've seen that. Remember the Titans? Uh, another good Disney film. T- Google TV shows. It's going to drive my drive me crazy. It's on the tip of my tongue. TV shows that she was in. Uh, she was in One Life to Live. Hayden Panettiere. That's not the show I'm thinking of. This is going to drive me crazy. Hayden. Hayden Panettiere. TV shows. Nashville. Heroes. I think he didn't. You watch? Oh, the TV I did. Show? I, I did watch the first. Yes, that is. I'm glad. Saw. I do remember her in that. That was actually a really good show. Yeah. So her 28 year old brother, otherwise normally healthy young man, found dead sitting in a chair. Sudden sudden adult death syndrome. And Andrea, this rather, is happening more and more. I would much rather have conservatives get more up in arms over that than hysterical because Don Lemon doesn't think Nikki Haley's hot. I mean, that's how I interpret that comment. Right. You know, I think we've got to pick and choose our battles and where we're at in this country. Oh, it's just like Trump and he's choosing the wrong ones. I agree. All right. We're going to take a break. Final segment coming up. Don't go away. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170. The answer San Diego. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't forget, we got a 24-hour hotline. You can share with us your thoughts, your ideas, topic suggestions, guest suggestions. 844-814-5227. That's 844-814-5227. And also, don't forget about the podcast. If you miss any any part of the show or you want to re-listen to any part of the show, download the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spreaker or you know Odyssey or just wherever podcasts are are posted. Don't forget that as well. And you can always email me at andreakshow.com. Got an email here from Mo who says, not sure why this dude thinks he's qualified for the presidency. She must be referring to that 37-year-old. I'm going to be digging into him and see what his story is. Um, she says, I agree with your thoughts on Trump's statements. What could be good about this 37-year-old, I'm always about the more the merrier. And one of the reasons why I like that is, and, and why I think Trump should be challenged is it will keep him sharp. It will force him to answer some questions about mistakes that he made, which, of course, he made mistakes because he's a human being and because he was a genuine outsider when he went into D.C. and because that's just life. And it will force him to have to um, <clears throat> get prepare for debates. If he does get the nomination, right? Do you think uh, he realizes some of his missteps right now, Andrea, or you think he's not there yet? Um, I think, I don't think he realizes his missteps. I actually think that he still supports the shots. 
And and it's not and the problem with that being a missed and the misstep there is not just whether or not you think the shots are okay. It's all the other aspects involved in in those shots. It's everything else related to the shots. It's how we end. It's about the everything that paved the way for the shots from going along with the lockdowns, the mask mandates, the seizures of our businesses. He 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 paved the way for 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 all that. He bragged about he bragged about working with the governors that were involved in the most draconian shutdowns we had across the country. So there's a lot around COVID that he made mistakes on, and I don't and I think that he's somebody that is so success oriented. He's a business person, and he just wants to focus on the success, make leave the mistakes behind, head down, legs grinding towards future successes. Um, and I get some of that, but you also have to be willing, my business world, where I come from in sales, you've got to be willing to self-assess. You've got to be willing to look at the mistakes you made and be willing to make corrections. Well, especially as you and I have been talking about since these, some of those mistakes have actually, unfortunately, cost people their lives. Well, I think that, um, I, I also think that it, it you know, but also there's, there's, but there's half the country too. That that believe that agrees with them on the shots, so it is going to be a balancing act. So it's got to be carefully done, and that's why he needs to be giving careful thought to the messaging around it. Right? Um, it can't be just off the cuff saying stuff, and he needs to be more focused on telling the American people, like he was in 2016, of what's going wrong with this country and why he's the guy to fix it. Right? Um, it's it you know if he's the right guy to fix it. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to badmouth Ron DeSantis to get there. All he has to do is focus on his merits. Yeah, um, and focus on on what his plan is and what his ideas are to fix the country and why his skill level and why he's the best person, having had gone through what he went through for four years. He's got an amazing story to tell. He's got an amazing pitch for the American people, um, and he, he. But he needs to make it. Um, from a sense of like he did in 2016, wanting to convince the American people he was the right person instead of having the mindset of I'm entitled to it. I still don't count him out. He can definitely pull this off, but he's, he just needs to be more focused. He's got to be more focused. He's got to be more strategic. He's got to be sitting and giving careful thought to his messaging around the mistakes that he's made. Got to be careful about it. And, and I think he needs to surround himself with people that are better uh, messaging than the people... Um, that he surrounded himself with last time. Hey, I love being surrounded by all y'all every night of the week, 6 to 8 p.m., and we will be back right here tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. on The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.